0: to Red Pill Torah, calling believers from man's institutions to God's instructions. Every now and then we all could use a little advice. I'm Tim.
1: And I miss. Where no counsel is, the people fall, but in the multitude of counselors there is safety. Proverbs 11 verse 14. Let's talk about it.
0: If you didn't know, the Torah is the first five books of the Bible. Understanding and believing the Torah gives context to the rest of the Bible. You can email us at redpiltorah at gmail.com. Find us at our website, www.redpiltorah.com. Follow us on redpiltorah.podbean.com, on Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, YouTube, or wherever you hear your favorite podcasts. We love to hear from you.
1: And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And a big shalom to our listeners in Delaware and Canada. Listen out for Red Pill Torah on a radio station near you.
0: At the time of this recording, the Torah readings are on the portion called Yitro. In English, we know him as Jethro. He was the father-in-law of Moshe. Now, this particular Torah reading goes all the way through to the Ten Words, also known as the Ten Commandments. This portion is so full of wisdom, one week is not enough time to study it. As hard as it is to not talk about the Ten Words, We're going to save them for another podcast. If you want to dig into them now, please check out our Red Pill Torah podcasts between episodes 20 and 35. In those episodes, we talked about several aspects of these foundational instructions from Elohim.
1: If you don't mind, Daddy, before we start talking about Utro, I just want to ask our listeners to ponder something about the 10 words.
0: Okay.
1: In Exodus 20... The Elohim of creation, Jehovah, spoke audibly to the children of Israel. Out of all the things that He could have said to them, He chose to start with the Ten Words, which our Bible calls the Ten Commandments. Now I think we all agree that anything that our Heavenly Father says should be seen as important, foundational, and worth obeying. Yet, I've heard it taught that we can't keep the commandments, or that they are now obsolete since the advent of grace. As followers of Yeshua, what do you think Yeshua would want us to believe or do?
0: Hey, I hear you, Mama. We who know the grace of Jehovah, shown through His unique Son, Yeshua, must be careful to not be cavalier or casual about Elohim's instructions. He instructs us through His Word, by His Spirit, and sometimes even through other people's counsel. In Exodus 4, we read about when Elohim commissioned Moshe to return to Egypt and to bring Israel back to Mount Sinai. After Moshe accepted the call of Elohim, verse 18 records an interesting interaction between Moshe and his father-in-law, Yitro. Verse 18 reads, Moshe left the mountain, returned to Yitro his father-in-law, and said to him, I beg you to let me go and return to my kinsmen in Egypt to see if they're still alive. Yitro said to Moshe, go in peace. Now back then, much respect was given to the elder of the home, and your personal age didn't really matter. Scripture shows that Moshe was about 80 years old when he asked Yitro about returning to Egypt.
1: So, Moshe established agreement with his father-in-law to leave and to return to Egypt. And Yitro's agreeing to let Moshe go, He was also agreeing with the will of Elohim. Now contrast the rapport of Yitro and Moshe with Jacob's experience with his father-in-law, Laban. In Genesis 31, we read that Jacob took his wives, children, and substance and left Laban, his father-in-law, without informing him. When Laban discovered Jacob had gone, he immediately went to find him. He was so angry with Jacob for leaving that he might have killed him if Elohim had not warned him in a dream to constrain himself. When Laban finally caught up with Jacob, Jacob pointed out that he left because Laban had changed his wages 10 times during the time he worked for him, and he believed that if he told Laban he wanted to go, that Laban would have sent him away empty-handed. Obviously, there was no trust between them.
0: The lack of trust was so pronounced that they set up a monument of stones and agreed that neither would cross the border marked by the monument to harm the other. They even declared that Elohim should watch each of their backs, ensuring that the agreement would be upheld. In a church I attended as a kid, we used Genesis 31 verse 49 as a benediction after Sunday school classes. It says, The Lord watch between me and thee when we are absent one from another. Now, without context... It sounded like a blessing, like asking Jehovah to keep my friends safe as we went to our separate homes. In context, it actually says, I don't trust that guy to uphold our agreement, so let Yehovah keep an eye on that rascal, even when I can't see him.
1: Yikes. When you put that scripture in context, it is quite a benediction. Yeah, I'll see. Moshe and Yitro were clearly on better terms when they parted ways. Exodus chapter 18 tells the story of their reunion after Israel's victorious departure from Egypt. Starting at verse 7, Moshe went out to meet his father in law, prostrated himself, and kissed him. Then, after inquiring about each other's welfare, they entered the tent. Moshe told his father in law all that Jehovah had done to Pharaoh and the Egyptians for Israel's sake, all the hardships they had suffered while traveling, and how Jehovah had rescued them. Yitro rejoiced over all the good that Jehovah had done for Israel by rescuing them from the Egyptians.
0: A few verses later in chapter 18, we hear the story of Yitro's advice to Moshe. After watching Moshe hearing and deciding disputes between the people of Israel, Yitro asked, What is this that you're doing to the people? Why do you sit there alone with all the people standing around you from morning till evening? Moshe answered his father-in-law, It's because the people come to me seeking Elohim's guidance. Whenever they have a dispute, it comes to me. I judge between one person and another, and I explain to them Elohim's laws and teachings. Moshe's father-in-law said to him, Son, that ain't right. You will wear yourself out and all of the people. You are right to bring their cases to Elohim, but... You can't do this alone.
1: Yitro's wise, fatherly advice included two suggestions. Both are still in many ways in effect today. In verse 20, Yitro said to Moshe, You should also teach them the laws and teachings and show them how to live their lives. In other words, teach the people so that they know how to discern the will of Jehovah in their lives and situations. In Exodus 24, after Jehovah Moshe and the leaders of Israel had shared a covenant meal together. Verse 12 reads, "Yehovah said to Moshe, Come up to me on the mountain and stay there. I will give you the stone tablets with the Torah and the Mitzvot or laws I have written on them, so that you can teach them.'"
0: Later in the story, Moshe admonished the people of Israel to have the words of the Torah in their hearts, and to teach them diligently to their children. Check out Deuteronomy chapter 6 verse 7 and Deuteronomy chapter 11 verse 19 for two examples. Teaching the Torah to our children is something that many Torah observant Jews and believers who are returning to Torah are doing right now. We often talk about the noble Bereans in the New Testament who took it upon themselves to search out the things the Apostle Paul taught. In doing that, They took responsibility for their own knowledge of the scriptures. All these examples echo what Yitro advised Moshe to do, teach the Torah to the people so they know it for themselves.
1: The next piece of advice from Yitro starts in Exodus 18, verse 21. It says, But you should choose from among all the people competent men who were Elohim-fearing, honest, and incorruptible to be their leaders, in charge of thousands, hundreds, fifties and tens. Normally they will settle the people's disputes. They should bring you difficult cases but ordinary manners they should decide themselves. In this way they will make it easier for you and share the load with you. If you do this and God is directing you to do it you will be able to endure and all these people too will arrive at their destinations peacefully. Moshe paid attention to his father-in-law's counsel and did everything he said.
0: You know, this advice reminds me of the court systems in America. We have lower level courts to hear disputes. If one of the parties to the dispute is not satisfied with the judgment of the lower court, or if the matter is too hard for them, it is elevated to a higher court. There's a Supreme Court to hear the most difficult matters and to decide those cases.
1: With Moshe acting as the Supreme Court, Taking issues to Elohim, Israel could hear a final and binding decision. Mm -hmm. There was no higher authority. Yitro's advice seemed to line up with what Elohim would later set in place through the priesthood. In Deuteronomy chapter 21, Moshe reviewed the instructions for how to handle a murder when a victim is found outside of a town. The elders of the town were responsible for making a special sacrifice under the supervision of the priests. Verse 5 says, Then the priests, who are Levites, are to approach. For Jehovah your Elohim has chosen them to serve and to pronounce blessings in the name of Jehovah. They will decide the outcome of every dispute in every manner involving violence. Daddy, clearly the priests were judges in Israel.
0: In 2 Chronicles 15, we read an encouraging prophecy for King Asa that mentions the teaching function of a priest. Reading from verse 2, it says, The prophet went out to meet Asa and said to him, Listen to me, Asa, and all Judah and Benjamin. Yehovah is with you as long as you are with him. If you seek him, you will find him. But if you abandon him, he will abandon you. For a long time Israel was without the true Elohim, without a priest who could teach, and without Torah. But when, in their distress, they turned to Jehovah, the Elohim of Israel, and sought him, they found him. So, Miss, my prayer is that today we might turn to Jehovah and have teaching priests who can open the eyes of the people to his Torah, his instructions.
1: Amen, Daddy. We can see in the scripture that Yitro's ideals and advice to Moshe foreshadowed the will of Elohim. As I think about the ideal of taking advice from someone, It reminds me of something else that we've seen in the lives of some Messianic believers.
0: Okay. Well, please tell us about it, Mama.
1: Well, we've met other believers who have awakened to the importance of Torah. And in some cases, they stopped fellowshipping with fellow believers because of differences like how to pronounce the Father's name or how to read the new moon. Now we're not called to do this faith walk alone. We are all learning and growing in understanding and grace. So, finding the fundamental truths that we can agree on, I think, is the best path forward.
0: I agree with that. And being alone is a dangerous place to be. Mm -hmm. It reminds me of the animal shows that reveal how predators love to isolate one member from the herd. While the herd is a unit, the members are safe. One member alone usually ends up as today's lunch special.
1: And our Heavenly Father does not want us to be anyone's prey.
0: That's right, Mama. So one way to stay connected is by using the Internet, actually. Through the Internet, we've been able to find and associate with other believers of like mind more easily. In fact, we looked online and found the Sukkot celebration that we now attend. When we arrived there this past year, we discovered that some of the attendees didn't live far from us at all. Were it not for the Internet we may never have met them. Now we have more friends and co-laborers on our side of the country.
1: Mm-hmm. And using tools, like the Internet, is a good way of making connections with like-minded believers, especially when we take the time to vet out those connections. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jehovah is awakening people all over the world, and He's equipping His body with all the ministering gifts we need to accomplish His will. If you find yourself in a place where finding fellowship with like-minded believers seems slim. Remember that Elohim always reserves a remnant for himself. We urge you to remain open to his leading and to be willing to build relationships. You're not alone on this journey, so link up with the family. Email us at redpilltora at gmail.com. We'd love to connect with you.
0: So what would you do if, based on some godly advice, you discovered that the way you live your life and some of your beliefs were out of line with God's instructions. Would you take the blue pill and blow off the advice because you know enough Bible to get to heaven?
1: Or would you take the red pill? Listen for the guidance of the Ruach HaKodesh and prayerfully consider the advice that you receive. Only you can answer that question.
0: Every believer needs others from whom we can receive godly counsel. Mm -hmm. And we're also called to give godly counsel. Now remember, you cannot receive godly counsel if you don't think anyone's good enough to advise you. There are plenty of people in the remnant who will embrace you as family, sharing the wisdom of Elohim, and receiving the same from you. So please, do what you can to keep someone on the ancient path today.
1: Well, that's it for today's podcast. Please share Red Pill Torah with your family and friends. And thank you for spending 15 or so minutes with us at Red Pill Tour, where you you can. can